This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week, we'll be covering Season 1, Episode 12, Faith. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. Seasons don't fear the reaper, nor do the wind, the sun, or the rain. It's Faith. The first episode we're talking about tonight is Faith, which is a fucking phenomenal episode. It's a really good episode. It is such a good episode. Um, It's one of my favorites, I think. It's definitely one of my favorites. Especially especially from season one. one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we open with the boys pulling up to an abandoned house and getting ready to face a raw head, which is a monster that we will never see again. But uh, for anyone who's curious, I did a little, I did a, a search on the wiki. A oh, raw head. I never looked that up. Whoops. <laughs> uh, it's okay. We never see them again. We, I think they're mentioned a couple more times, but yeah. A raw head is a type of boogeyman that lurks in basements and preys upon children. They're hairy, ragged-looking humanoids with leathery skin. Their hands and feet are clawed. It can only be killed via an electric shock. The wiki says that it has to be at least 100,000 volts, but in the episode, Dean says he's turned the tasers up to 100,000 volts to be extra sure that the raw head is killed. So, which means that he subsequently shoots himself full of 100,000 volts. No wonder Dean had a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah. So the boys go down to the basement of the abandoned house. They find the kids the raw head is taken trapped in a closet. Which, poor kids. Oh, God. I would be terrified, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those poor kids. Um, they're getting the kids out, and they're heading upstairs when the raw head grabs Sam's ankle through the staircase. And this, this right here is the reason why I hate staircases that are set up that way, with the gaps between yes. the stairs. Like, yeah. I vastly prefer a solid staircase. Where there's, I don't know what it's called, the the hor- or the vertical part of the stairs. If it's not there, it freaks me out. Yeah, because I'm afraid I'm going to fall through it. Yeah, yeah, I'm always <laughs> afraid I'm going to fall through it, that the stairs are going to break, that something's going to grab me. Yeah. This, this shit. Same reason, this shit. as a kid or even as an adult, you don't like to put a foot over the bed at night, you know? Yeah, You're afraid yeah. something's going to grab yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the rawhead grabs Sam's ankle. Uh, luckily, he doesn't fall backwards. He kind of falls forward, but... Sam, or Dean shoots at it with his taser and he misses. Sam tosses him, tosses Dean his taser and then, like, gets the kids out. And Dean manages to, like, I don't really, I don't remember exactly what goes down. We watched this episode ten days ago. He, like, falls in this He puddle. falls in a puddle, yeah. He ends up falling into a puddle and the, the rawhead also steps in the puddle and then he shoots the rawhead with the taser and thereby electrocutes himself. He didn't really think that through. No. <laughs> he didn't I, think science through in that no. situation. Um, yeah, and then we cut to a hospital. Uh, where we actually meet an actress that we'll see again. <laughs> this actress, I think her name's Erica. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I think I, I copied and pasted the, um, or she's a, she plays the receptionist. Yeah, Erica, Erica Carroll, I think is how you say her last name. She will show up again in season nine. 
It's the first time they've, like, gone to the hospital, I think. The first time we've seen them go to a hospital, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they usually, usually wouldn't do that. Um, they learn to patch themselves up. Yes, that's how we so, know it's, like, serious. But yeah, Sam is, like, doing the insurance thing with their, like, fake IDs, and the doctor comes in, um, there's police there. And Sam's like, can we answer questions later? <laughs> um, uh, and he goes and meets with the doctor, and the doctor says that Dean had a heart attack, and that there's nothing they can do except make him comfortable. Um, which is... Depressing. De yeah, it's <laughs> ominous. It's sad. Um, Sam goes to see Dean, and he looks... Bad. Bad. He looks so tired. Looks very tired, yeah. They did a really good job with the makeup for Jensen in this episode when he's sick, because he's just, he's really pale, he's got bat, you know, dark, like, bags under his eyes. He looks so tired and drained and, you know, um, and he's complaining about the daytime TV, <laughs> because... That's the one thing he can complain about because Dean is he he's accepted very quickly that he's going to die because at this point in time death is permanent for them in yeah. their in their mind at this moment death is permanent still and so Dean is like well I'm going to die you know what can we do about it <laughs> but Sam <laughs> people say Dean is the really codependent one <laughs> Sam is the first one who's like nah I'm not letting you die yeah um but yeah this is a this is gonna be the first instance that the boy is not willing to let the other die so yeah that's a theme that'll come back around <laughs> um yeah it's really the emotions of this. Like, even though you know, like, especially watching it now, like, you know there's 15 more seasons to go, like, or, you know, there's, like, he's not dying. Yeah. He's not dying in this episode. Yeah. Even though you know that, like, it doesn't make the, um, like, the weight of things any less, like, powerful and poignant, because for the boys, it's very real in this yeah. moment. Um, yeah, but Sam tells Dean... He's not gonna let him die. Uh, Doesn't Sam call his dad? We go back later? to the hotel room, to their motel room. Well, not back to, but we go to their motel room, and Sam is calling John, um, and he leaves a voicemail. And this is the first time I think we've seen Sam reach out to his dad. In a couple episodes ago, in he talked to John. home. Yeah. Um. Dean called John. And left the voicemail. And now it's Sam's turn. But yeah, oh, they did talk to John, huh? Yeah. At the beginning of Scarecrow. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. That was just the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he tells John that Dean is sick, that the doctors say there's nothing they can do, Dean's gonna die, but he's not gonna let that happen, he's gonna do whatever it takes. Um, and this is when Dean shows up, because he is, and I quote, not gonna die in a hospital where the nurses aren't even hot. Um... The nurses may not be hot, but the receptionist is. <laughs> Erica's gorgeous. She's a gorgeous. <laughs> but yeah, Dean has de has decided that he is going to not die in a hospital. Um, also, he wears a hoodie for the first portion of this episode, and he looks so fucking cute. <laughs> 
I love when the boys wear hoodies. I don't do it very often, but it makes them look really snuggly and cute. <laughs> and we skipped right over Dean tell- saying that he wanted to uh, murder the the fabric softener teddy bear. <laughs> I miss that. It's in when he's talking shit about daytime TV. And he's like, the fabric softener teddy bear. <laughs> Things creepy. <laughs> like, um... But yeah, Dean says he's not going to die in a hospital. The nurses aren't even hot. Sam says, I'm not going to let you die, period. Um, Which becomes the Winchester mantra, honest to God. So, but, um, Sam, Sam gets to take care of his big brother. We don't get this very often. Sam taking care of Dean. Yeah. Are you tired or something? I'm just leaning on you. (laughs) I'm just teasing you. I say I'm tired. You're cute. (laughs) Um, Sam has found a faith healer named Roy LaGrange, uh, and he, Dean thinks this is bullshit. Sam is like, well- I'm surprised he, Sam buys into this. Sam- <laughs> I guess he's desperate. Is desperate. But... And also we will learn later this season that Sam actually has a lot of faith. Yeah. Um, but they have a conversation very loudly about how this is all bullshit, and <laughs> Steen's like, every every faith either we've ever come across is snake oil and scamming people and yada, you know? And they're having this conversation very loudly, <laughs> while surrounded by a lot of strangers. Is this... So we're not in the uh, hotel room anymore? No, this is when they go to... Sorry, I skipped over that part. They go to, um... <laughs> they go to Roy's services he's got a big he's canvas got a tent. <laughs> tent outside of his house um but yeah the boys are going there and this is when they meet Layla Layla Rourke um and she has an inoperable brain tumor uh, and a few months to live i think is what she says and i really like Layla she's a really good um kind of counter to Dean, you know? Mm Because Dean has no faith, and Layla has all the faith. Uh, And, you know, Layla has accepted that she is going to die. Yeah. Um, Doesn't mean she doesn't still hope that Roy Roy will heal her, but she she definitely has accepted her, like, fate, (laughs) where her mother is not, as we'll discover later in the episode. And so is Dean. Dean has accepted accepted his fate as well, yeah, whereas Sam is not. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> um, and she asks Dean, like, why he's there if he doesn't believe. And uh, Dean says, apparently my brother believes enough for the both of us. Which is another kind of statement that will be, that, like, another theme that will come out, or come up again later on in the show mm-hmm. that one of the boys has lost their faith in whatever and the other has to believe enough for both of them you yeah. know that's yeah. that's a theme we're gonna see again uh but yeah the boys go into the tent and dean is me when i go to church <laughs> okay <laughs> awkward as fuck <laughs> yep roy starts doing his sermon dean kind of interrupts and mocks him a little bit Kind of under his breath. Like yeah, he wasn't expecting yeah. him to hear it. But Roy, okay, Roy, we learn, is blind. 
Which means he has really good hearing. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily thing for blind people, but... They, they, their senses are usually more, um... Other senses are more honed. They have to work on them. Yeah. But, like, with the time of practice. But it's not like, a, oh, I lose my sight, so therefore my ears are better. <laughs> no, it's not, really it's how not it like, works, magical, but... That's how people think it works, but that's not really how it works, so... Yeah. Actually, a great source to learn about blind people is Molly Burke on YouTube. She is a... I watch her stuff. She's great. I really love her stuff. She's cute. She's a, a blind... Um, she went blind when she was 14, but she's been, like, legally blind since she was, like, three. Uh, but yeah, she's really cool. Highly recommend her. She also has the cutest, cutest cat. Her name's Lavender. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Dean... Uh, Roy chooses Dean, um, and, like, calls him up, and Sam is so excited. Sam is real excited about this. It's really cute. (laughs) Um, Dean is so skeptical, and Sam just wants this so badly. He wants his brother to be okay, you know? And this is where we get the healing scene. Um, where the reverend touches, he, like, asks everyone to pray with him, and then he puts his hand on Dean's face, and Dean, like, starts to kind of get a little, like, you can tell you, like, it looks like he's getting a little woozy, a little dizzy, and he goes down on his knees. And then he, like, collapses entirely. And Sam, like, rushes forward yeah. to check on him, and as Dean wakes up, uh, he sees a creepy old man in a suit standing behind the reverend, who, like, kind of turns and walks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the next day, the boys go to the hospital, and all of Dean's tests came back just fine. Uh, the guys, the doctor is like, this is a different doctor because yeah, they're this at a different, like a different hospital. They I think. I think they're at a different hospital because they had to travel. Yeah. To uh, go to Roy, but yeah. The this is a different doctor. Um, and she says that Dean's tests came back just fine. There's no reason a man his age, he's. 27. I, at, I think at this point, 26, he's 26, 27, depends on the time. No, he'd be 27, because it's already the next year. Mm. We've already passed his birthday. He's 27 now. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was important to me right then. <laughs> um, but yeah, she says a man Dean's age shouldn't be having heart problems anyways, but anything can happen. It's a, a guy... 20 a 27 year old the day before died of a heart attack and so yeah. uh and dean is like there we go <laughs> that yeah and he tells sam he felt wrong when he was healed he felt cold uh and then he tells sam about what he saw the old man in the suit and persuades sam to he's he needs sam to trust him on this when he trusted sam with the faith healer sam's turn to trust him and um so, Sam gets sent to go look into the dead guy while Dean talks to the Reverend. So, we go to Roy's house, and we Dean talks to Roy and finds out that he had cancer, which is how he lost his sight, and then he one day he woke up completely healed, other than his eyes, but now he had these healing powers. Um, and Dean asks Roy why he chose Dean. And Roy says he saw into his heart and that he's a young man with an important purpose. Which makes me wonder how much Kripke had planned at this point. 
knowing like how things go down in the next few seasons. Yeah. I don't know. But it's seasons that you haven't gotten to yet. <laughs> on season four. She's seen the first episode, through this first episode of season four. Um, but yeah, and we cut to Sam um, at a pool, I think. Uh, and he finds out that the guy who died, he was young and healthy, and he was running from something that no one else could see when he died. And the clock... Um, He's, like, talking to the guy's co-worker or friend or something. I don't really know. They don't really explain. And then Sam's, like, getting, like, leaving. He points out. He's like, hey, your clock's broken. And the guy's like, yeah, we can't get it to start again. It stopped at the exact time that this dude died, which is 417, which also happens to be, as we'll find out in a little bit, the exact time Dean was healed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So back at the Reverend at Roy's house, Dean meets Layla and her mom and finds out that she has an inoperable brain tumor and they've been coming to every service hoping to be healed. Um, and this is where it really gets clear that Layla has um, accepted her fate. You know, mm-hmm. she um, she no, she probably doesn't want to die, but she has accepted that this is inevitable, and she's going to make the most of it, but her mom is not accepting it, and honestly, it feels like her mom's inability to accept this inevitable is making things harder for Layla, which I could kind of imagine. If you're, like, ready, or readying yourself to let go, and your parent is, like, you know... Yeah. And I mean, I can't blame Layla's mom for wanting to find home, because it's her kid. But it's Especially really when you've, like, literally seen people, like, be healed. Yeah, yeah, healed. especially <laughs> when you've actually seen miracles. So you know it's possible. Yeah, and it just hasn't happened. Yeah. But, yeah, Layla has brought, Layla's mom has brought her to see Roy, and Roy's wife says that he's tired and resting. Um, yeah, Dean goes back to the hotel room. And this is where Sam tells him that he has put together a list comparing the list of healings to local obituaries and has figured out that Roy is exchanging a life for a life, but he doesn't know how, but Dean knows. And Dean says, with a bit of a build-up music, (laughs) that it was a reaper. And this is where we get the most, one of the most iconic music moments in all of Supernatural. And the way they cut between scenes and, uh, mm-hmm. ah, this well moment is just so good. And they use... <sighs> they, they switch between three different scenes. Yeah, yeah. So you have Sam and Dean in the hotel room. Uh, Sam feeling guilty about what happened to Marshall. That's the name of the guy who died in exchange for Dean's life. Um, and then you have a scene, this scene with Roy healing... A man with some kind of lung issues, I'm guessing. He's wearing an oxygen tank. Yeah. And then the scene of a woman running from a reaper in the woods. And the way it cuts between them with the build-up of Mm -hmm. the song choice, which is Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. 
is just really good. So good. <laughs> uh, they changed for Netflix. They had to change it to uh, Death in the Valley by Death Riders, but Don't Fear the Reaper is by far the superior music choice for this scene. And if yeah. you haven't seen it with the original music because you've only seen it on Netflix or whatever, like go and look it up. It's on YouTube. I will leave a link in the show notes if I have to. Like, if you haven't seen the original music of this scene, you are missing out. But yeah, this is where we first learn about Reapers. Um, so, and Reapers are actually a really bit of, interesting bit of supernatural lore, in my opinion. But the boys are doing some research on it. Um, let me see. So, according to the SuperWiki... Reapers are divine supernatural beings. They're responsible for escorting the deceased souls to the afterlife. Dis- ah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we're gonna retry that. They're responsible for es- escorting deceased souls to the afterlife, and they refuse or are unable to tell the deceased what awaits them. Reapers uh, allow the deceased to choose to accompany them or to remain in the veil as ghosts, which eventually leads to a spirit becoming a vengeful spirit. Uh, in Faith... We see that a reaper's touch is deadly. Um, other abilities include healing, where they are capable of transferring a person's life force to another, effectively healing them of injuries or sickness. Uh, invisibility, they can render themselves invisible to humans unless the person is near death or in a spiritual astral projection form, as we'll learn later on in the show. Um, but they can become visible at their own discretion to mortals, but they don't usually do that. Um, they're capable of stopping time, and they are capable of killing with a single touch, though they rarely outright kill people. Um, When a reaper reaps a soul, they appear to need an inciting incident for the person's death. So, they don't, reapers don't just walk around (laughs) deciding who dies. Like, it's it's pre-decided who dies, and they are just the collectors and the guides, really. And there's more than one. Yes. Yes, that is something I liked that Supernatural did, is that there is more than one Reaper. Which makes sense. That's a big job for one That's a big job to for have one to do. being to have to do. Yeah, did you... You did some research on Reapers, didn't you, Beeb? Uh-huh. Now it's the perfect time to go into that. So I got my information from Wikipedia, as per usual. <laughs> it's, Wikipedia is a much better source than your high school teachers would believe. Seriously. Lead you to believe. So it has all their sources listed too. So yeah. Well, I looked up reapers, and it came up with um, like death personified, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is also known as like the Grim Reaper, you know? Yeah. In lore, um, which obviously in supernatural lore, there's more than one, Mm -hmm. like reaper, but um, so. In some mythologies, a character known as the Grim Reaper, often depicted as a robe skeleton, causes the victim's death by coming to collect that person's soul. Um, other beliefs hold that the specter of death is only a psychopomp, which I can go into that in a minute, serving to sever, sever the last ties between the soul and the body and to guide the deceased into the afterlife. Uh... And they don't have any control over when or how the victim dies. That's how the Reapers work in Supernatural. I didn't know there was a word for it. Psychopomp. Yeah. Okay. I'll go into that a little bit. Um, Death is most often personified in male form, although certain cultures is perceived as female. 
Um, in Western Europe, death has commonly been personified as an animated skeleton since the Middle Ages. This character, which is often depicted wielding a scythe, is that how you pronounce scythe. it? Scythe. I thought it was scythe. Have you never said that word out loud before? No, nope. sure haven't. <laughs> I don't normally use scythe. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> Okay, that was, I think, episode seven, and I think I cut this part out, but you said pharmaceuticals. <laughs> this is another example of that. I know I've done it before. I, I know that's pronounced pharmaceuticals. Why did I say pharmaceuticals? Because I told you afterwards it was pronounced pharmaceuticals. I swear I knew that, though. Because I told you. No, I knew that, though. <laughs> I just got lost in the word, I guess. <laughs> um... A scythe, and it's said to collect the souls of the dying or recently dead. Um, you want to go into psychopomps? Yeah, psychopomp. Since that's the supernatural version. Yeah. Um, so it comes from the Greek word psychopompos, literally meaning the guide of souls. Um, so they're creatures, spirits, angels, or deities in many religions whose responsibility is to escort newly deceased souls from Earth to the afterlife. Um... The role is not to judge the deceased, but simply guide them. Um, they have been depicted as different um, anthropomorphic entities, like different animals. Um, and then some classic examples are the ancient Egyptian god Anubis, um, the deity Yama in Hinduism, the Greek ferryman Charon, I think is how you pronounce it, the god Hermes, Roman god Mercury, the Norse Valkyries, um, and so on. So interesting. I honestly uh, didn't know there was an actual like term for. I didn't either. That depiction of reapers, because that's that's actually the the depiction of reapers that I'm going with for the TV show that I've been writing. Okay. I really like that the idea that the I don't remember where I pulled it from. Um, I read somewhere in some religions the reapers aren't their guides and protectors because an unguarded soul can be like stolen for malicious purposes on its way to the afterlife mm. so they they these deities are assigned to to protect souls that's why yeah. they carry sides yeah it's not is to protect oh, and okay. not to actually like harm the soul in any way yeah they're not like um, it's like a bodyguard for your soul as you go they're into not really it. malevolent they're more performing a duty of yeah, being the ferryman. Yeah. Like in Greek mythology, the ferryman, Charon. Yeah. He literally gets you on the ship, right? Yeah, the he puts boat. you in the boat he and ferries, ferries you across the, to the underworld. To yep. the underworld, yeah. Yep. Their job is never to judge or to, you know, it's just, they're just a guy. I really you from like, one life to the living to the afterlife. Yeah, so. I like that depiction. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so yeah. interesting. Then so, we... So now we know about Reapers. Um, in Supernatural lore, Sam uh, recognizes a cross in one of the, in some of, I think it's on a tarot card. Um, he recognizes a cross that's usually associated with black magic, I guess. Um, he saw it in Roy's tent. Mm. Um, and he actually, he does explain that, like, magic in like witchcraft in the supernatural the world of the supernatural isn't of well 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Starting over. He does explain that, like, witchcraft, as it is depicted in the world of Supernatural, the TV show, was often used by priests and stuff in ancient times. Um, But yeah, the boys, he compares controlling a reaper, which is what he thinks Roy is doing. Uh, he compares it to putting a dog leash on a great white. I think it's him that says that. It might, yeah. be, it might be Dean. One of them I says... I think it's Sam. I think it's Sam. Which is a great analogy. It is a great analogy. Um, but yeah, Dean thinks their best option is to just kill Roy. Sam vetoes this. <laughs> uh, and they go... They go back to Roy's service and Sam sneaks into the house while Dean tries to stall Roy. Um, Sam looks through Roy's bookshelf and finds one that's been taken out a lot, or at least recently, because there's no dust in front of it, whereas the other books all have dust in front of them, which makes sense because it's the library of a guy who's blind. (laughs) I was wondering why he chose that specific book. I'm like, he really lucked out (laughs) choosing the first book. (laughs) It happened to be the right one. And behind (laughs) the book... He finds a smaller book on black magic with the cross symbol that he recognized earlier and articles about the people who've died. Um, when we learn that what, Marshall What does that was, cross sim- symbol look like again? It's got like the circle, I think, over the cross. That might be the symbol of Anubis. You think? I don't know. Hang on. Such a... Popped into my head. I don't know if that's it's true, though. It's this one. Yeah, I think it's, that is. It's a Coptic cross. Let me look that up. I think that's been associated with Egyptian before. I don't know, though. Uh, in Christian mythology, the cross represents Christ's crucifixion and resurrection, which may explain why it's being used in connection to a reaper. Did you just look up the Coptic cross? Yeah. I swear I've seen that used in, like... What is the Anubis Egyptian cross? symbology before? Yeah, that's right here. Oh, no, that's the, the, I think it's called the, it's the key of life. The oh, okay. Onk? 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 Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Okay, they that. look kind of similar then, but they're different. Yeah, they're very different. Okay. See, because this one is a circle with a cross in the middle on top of, like, an, another small, another bigger cross. Right. Whereas this one is a it doesn't cross have a mini with cross like on a it. loop on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're kind of similar. Like that would be oh, kind shit. of a cool crossover <laughs> with the symbol. That would be interesting, but... but no, it's not exactly what that is. Um, I lost my notes. Kind of similar though. They do kind of look similar. Um. Okay. Uh. But yeah. So Sam finds in the book he finds articles about the people who've died, including Marshall, who is gay. Um. And the woman who we saw die in the Don't Fear the Reaper scene, who, um, is an abortion rights, like, a abortion rights activist. Oh, okay. So, so um, and he finds people an that article- Christians don't like. <laughs> he, people that, um, the wife, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name either. I know I, I, let me, Sue Ann, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sue Ann. Yeah. Um, they're people who Sue Ann views as sinful. Um, the, he also finds an article about the guy that we've seen protesting in the parking lot, who I haven't actually mentioned until this point, I don't think. There's a guy out in their park, in the parking lot, 
of the services talking about he's protesting against Roy's services and saying he's a hoax and a fraud and Mm. yeah so Sam goes looking for the guy while Dean um tries to find a way to stop Roy from healing but he hesitates when Roy picks Layla right off the bat like he gets up and he immediately is like Layla come up here and he tries to persuade Layla to not go up but he can't do it um Outside, the protester is running from something that Sam can't see. Uh-huh. And Dean yells, fire, to get people to evacuate the tent. I think he should have actually lit a fire, but I mean, he probably wasn't trying... He probably was trying to, like, not actually hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wanted to get everybody out safely and just cause some panic. Um, outside, the Reaper is still attacking the protester, though, even though people are leaving the tent and Roy has stopped doing what he's doing. And Dean sees Roy's wife chanting in the corner... Um, and she's holding the Coptic cross. She has one on a chain. Um, and she calls for help, and this is when a cop shows up. I don't know where the fuck he came from, but... Because they're, like, at the front of the tent, and the tent is empty except for her and Dean. But I guess the cop must have come in to make sure everyone was... I don't know. I don't know what the cop's doing. Um, and he pulls Dean outside and outside the reaper disappears and the the protester dude is saved um so we cut to outside Roy's wife confronts Dean uh and is like we healed you and this is how you return the favor and then she says she doesn't want to press charges because the lord will deal with Dean um aka she plans to use Dean as the next target oh we notice in the first scene, the first time they come to the services, Dean notices security cameras in or a security camera in the corner of the tent. Um, yeah, and that's how Sue Ann gets a picture of him for later. Yeah, yeah, it's from, it's taken off the security camera in the tent. Um, but yeah, then Layla confronts Dean and he asks him to like, explain why he did that, and he says he can't explain things to her. Um. But as the boys leave, Roy promises, he overhears, Dean overhears Roy promising to heal Layla that night in a private session. That has a lot of people for a private session, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The boys go back to the motel. Sam has stolen Sue Ann's book. uh, And he's figured out, they figure out the the what, that, God, I am struggling tonight. (laughs) We both are. They figured out that Sue Ann, desperate to save Roy, bound the Reaper to keep him away from Roy, but now she's using the Reaper to punish people she sees as immoral. So. And then he says this really good quote, which I enjoyed. He says, God save us from half the people who claim they're doing God's work. (laughs) That's a mood. Because I I feel that in my mood. Yes. Yes. Just with our upbringing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a good quote. It was a very good quote. Um, okay, so the boys go back to Roy's house. Dean is having second thoughts about stopping Layla's healing, but Sam reminds him that he can't play God. Um, Sam sneaks around the back of the house again. He's trying to find the altar, because he's figured out that Sue Ann needs an altar in order to control the Reaper. Um, Dean distracts the cops. The cops told him earlier that if he came back, they'd put the fear of God in him. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm Dean's confused like, about these policemen. Are they, like, the church's personal bodyguards they, or something? they're members of the congregation, and in return, and maybe 
and maybe Roy healed someone important to them. They're like always hanging around this church all the time. Yeah, yeah. But Dean's like, hey, are you going to put the fear of God in me or what? (laughs) And so they chase him through the parking lot. Um, Sam gets into the basement. He's not very sneaky about it. Those doors slam very loudly. Um, And Dean hides behind an RV. And then a dog inside the RV starts barking at him. And he climbs on top of it real fucking fast. (laughs) But... He manages to get away from them, but down in the basement, Sam finds Sue Ann's altar and Dean's picture, um, but Sue Ann confronts him. Uh, he destroys the altar, but while he is doing this, Sue Ann runs out of the basement and, like, slams the door locks, locks him, him in. in. And then Sam breaks a basement window, which is a very small window that I don't believe Jared Padalecki could have fit through, but okay, we will suspend our disbelief. Um... <laughs> 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 But yeah, uh, in the tent, Layla or Roy has begun the healing of Layla, and we see a Reaper approaching Dean, who doesn't run. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't. He doesn't run. I find that very interesting, uh, and I wonder. I wonder if he what would have gone? Yeah, he's kind of like um, Cause like he, I cheated death once. Like if it comes for me now, it's like. justified maybe maybe i wonder if it also might have something to do with the fact that he knows that if the reaper is coming for him it's to heal layla oh and is like layla deserves yeah maybe to live more than i do because dean is very self-deprecating i don't know if you've noticed (laughs) (laughs) and it is entirely possible that he because i think he even tells layla talks about it at some point in this episode that if anyone deserved to be healed it's her yeah he feels like she deserves it more than he does he does so i i wonder and earlier in this scene when the boys first arrive he's like should we really stop the healing layla's a good person she deserves to live you know uh, and I wonder if he was thinking, well, if the Reaper's here for me, it's to save Layla. And Layla's a better person than I'll ever be. That's probably true, yeah. Which is a... Dean! <laughs> <laughs> Sam, go give your brother a hug! <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Sam gets out of the basement in time, though. And he finds Sue Ann praying in Latin um, outside the tent, and he breaks her cross, which had, like, a glass... Like container in the center With, of like, it. Blood that in it or had, I'm guessing it was probably her blood or yeah. Roy's. I don't know. It had what looked like blood in it, and he Dean or Sam breaks the cross, but stops the spell and frees the Reaper. Yeah, the Reaper Ooh. like turns direction. He's like stops. He gets pursuing Dean and yeah, and he, <laughs> turns, he turns around. <laughs> it turns on Sue Ann and kills her because he's pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Um. The boys go back to the car. Um, and they go back to the hotel, where they're getting ready to leave, I'm assuming the next morning, um, and Dean, he's feeling guilty about stopping Layla's healing, and then Layla shows up because Sam called, (laughs) (laughs) and then Sam's like, I'm gonna go get a soda, (laughs) like, (laughs) subtle, super subtle, (laughs) um, but yeah, uh, Layla tells Dean about how the fa- the healing didn't work, um, and he asks, she asks if he heard that Sue Ann died of a stroke, and he's like, yeah, I heard that, it sucks. Um, and Dean tells sucks. her, 
<laughs> yeah. Dean tells her it must be rough to believe in something so much and have it disappoint you like that. And then Leela has a really poignant quote about, um, she tells Dean that she's okay. That Then this is where you, it's really confirmed that she, she has accepted that mm-hmm. she is going to die and she's just gonna live her life to the fullest while she still has it, you know? Um, and she says that if you're going to have faith in something, you have to have it whether the miracles happen or not. Which I love. Quote. And I'm not a faithful person. Yeah. You know? I consider myself agnostic, which is that I believe there is a higher power of some kind, but I don't ascribe to a specific religion. Um, I find organized religion to be extremely toxic in my personal experience. It does good things for people, but for me it's not. It wasn't a good thing. <laughs> Haley's nodding her head enthusiastically <laughs> next to me. Um, but yeah. You made a note about that line, too. Mm-hmm. It's a good it's line. Such a good line. Such a good line. Layla is a one-time character who understood the assignment. <laughs> she does an amazing job. I think that line can apply, you know, not just religiously, too. It's to just, just life. Just life, yeah. 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 I like. I really kind like of looking her outlook on the bright side of life. You know, yeah, being believing, optimistic, believing in the good, even when the good isn't there. Yeah, you know, because sometimes like people talk about like losing faith in humanity, you know, and even with humanity, even when they're being terrible, you you still have to believe that there's some good in them. Yeah, but yeah, as she as she gets ready to leave, Dean says that even though he's not the praying type, he'll pray for her, and then she says well, that's a miracle right there, <laughs> which is I fucking love this scene. It's a good scene. I love this scene. It is soft, and quiet, and powerful, and it makes me feel things. <laughs> it's such a good scene, but yeah, and that is that is where the episode ends, and it is a very quiet ending. For a very powerful episode. It's a good episode. Such a good episode. I think that's it for episode 12. This is such a good episode. Um, next week, we'll be covering Route 666. I think we talked about this episode about covering it alongside this one, but uh, we have made the executive decision that it is too damn late at night to continue podcasting, and Haley needs to drive home still so we are going to i'm very tired she's very (laughs) tired we're gonna wrap this up here um so yeah next week we will be covering episode 13 route 666 which is an episode that gets a lot of shit from the fandom same as bugs but upon rewatch i was like why do we hate this (laughs) why do we hate this uh so yeah i'm very excited to get into that one actually um, in the meantime, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Talk About Sam Pod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr at We Need to Talk About Sam. I'm Lil Red Who Could on Twitter and The Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. Haley, my love, where can the people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at LifeLazon3 and Tumblr at HFThoughts-Blog. Awesome. And as previously mentioned earlier in the episode, you guys can, um, actually, I think it's in the bloopers. <laughs> Never mind, not earlier in the episode. As I'll mention in the bloopers, you guys can also email us at we need to talk about sam at gmail.com. Uh, I would love to get your emails. That'd be fun. It would also prompt me to check that email more often. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will 
talk to you next week. Bye. Adios. <laughs> Are you mixing up? She's mixing it up. <laughs>from sarah says all i want in the world right now is chocolate <laughs> that was funny you asked what she wanted I'm like well that was the most perfect actually timing. i can answer that <laughs> i have an answer for you <laughs> uh sarah if you're listening hi i hope we got chocolate <laughs> you won't hear this for another two weeks <laughs> i'm pretty sure you actually haven't listened most. to any of our recordings it's sarah. for the first five minutes of our first one sarah i don't know you're a terrible friend my body. She got her second vaccine today. Oh. Oh, ow. <laughs> That's no fun. But my body. <laughs> I don't remember if I included the vaccine stuff in um, episode 7, which is the last one I edited. I did end up cutting out a big chunk of stuff because we talked about, like, the counties we lived in. And I was like, hmm. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't remember if I included the vaccine stuff in episode 7. We got our vaccines. We got both. We have been, we are double vaccinated. <laughs> we got the vaccine and we got our booster that goes after it, so. Yay. What vaccine did she get? I think she got the Moderna. Mm, I've heard I've heard that one's rough. <laughs> she was fine after the first dose, but Yeah, I've heard it's the second dose. Even with all with both Moderna and Pfizer, the second dose. <laughs> you got hit worse with, with the, the second dose than I oh, did. Definitely. The first dose was harder on me than the second dose. Really? Yeah. Hmm. My main symptom was just being tired of the second one. My f- the first dose I was tired and achy. Mostly tired, but achy for a little while. And then the second dose, I was tired and achy, and then I got a fever in the middle of the night. Yeah, you did. And it was really fucking cold. But. You woke me up, like, shivering into me. I was like, babe, please make me warm. I'm so cold. (laughs) We spent the night at Amy's house, and I was really glad of that, because I would have been absolutely fucking miserable i was really cold the whole time (laughs) the second the second night the one when i came home i was really cold but i just put an extra blanket on my bed and i was fine like it wasn't fever cold i think it was just chilly in my room cold yeah you were definitely (laughs) abnormally cold (laughs) but on yeah i was freezing oh my poor baby i was very cold i'm sorry it was okay you helped I was worried about you. I felt bad because I woke you up. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I think it was for like an hour that I laid there being freezing cold, <laughs> just trying to sleep. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we she got told me it. sooner, I would have got you another blanket you sooner. You were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to wake you up. Because oh, you were sleeping. Miserable though. But you were sleeping. Oh. And I would have felt bad. You're sweet. I want you to be happy though. You're cute. 
I still have Pedialyte popsicles in my freezer. Me too. Those things are fucking amazing. I don't, I'm sure my, I'm sure our listeners have heard of Pedialyte. It's like a baby Gatorade. <laughs> um, yeah. I've never actually like drank Pedialyte myself, at least that I know of. I'm, maybe when I was younger. But they make freezer pops, which is basically Pedialyte in a popsicle. They're like otter pops. Yeah, they're otter pops made of <laughs> With Pedialyte. With electrolytes in it. <laughs> and... It's genius. And they're very good, too. They're so good. I I think the orange one might be my favorite, though I really liked the blue one. We highly recommend for getting them. We saw it on a TikTok. Yeah, we saw it on a TikTok. Having an emergency stash. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can like, freeze them when you want them and yeah. keep some unfrozen and stuff. But um, they're great for when you're feeling gross or dehydrated one day. Or like, when you're just really having a shit day. Yeah. Because they're, they're great. nummy. But yeah. That's we we bought a box on our way home from getting the second vaccine. It's like five dollars for sixteen of them, I think. Yeah, pretty good. Which isn't bad. Um, and yeah, we split them half and half, and so I think I still have five in my freezer, four or five. I moved some into my new house. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep the box of those in my freezer because they're really they're genius. They're really handy to have around. Highly recommend them. I mean. <laughs> We are adults. Pedialyte isn't just for kids. Have you seen that? If you're human, you can drink Pedialyte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? There's an ad that uh, it, that's about how Pedialyte isn't just for kids, even though they put it in the baby section. And the dad's, like, sitting in the open refrigerator just chugging the Pedialyte, and the little girl walks in and she goes, Hey! That's mine! And he goes, I'll buy you a pony. <laughs> and keeps drinking. She just, like, pouts and stomps away. <laughs> that was my first, like, that's my first, like, reference to Pedialyte I have in my head. Because I honestly had never even really heard of it. Yeah. Like, I don't know how. I'd never heard of it, but, no. <laughs> it's like Gatorade for babies. Or kids. I, I've only heard of it because I have a younger brother. <laughs> I have four younger siblings. <laughs> yeah, but you were younger when they were younger. So I was one when my one brother was born. I was two or three when the second brother was born. I was five when my first sister was born. I was 12 when my youngest sister was born. So. <laughs> my brother and I have about 15 years. Yeah. Difference, age difference, so. Hmm. I just don't think my parents ever used it. <clears throat> All right. Kind of. Uh, that's that's what the notes the are for. I was expecting. <laughs> okay. Hey. That's my job. <laughs> my job is to remember the episodes. <laughs> I have notes. You do. You got a whole page. Only ten days ago. Yeah. Do, you, do you have Route 666 code? Then, then, then. He's right here. Ah. I thought that said sneaky monster fuck. I was like, What? first line of her notes for Route 666 is Sneaky Monster Truck, and I thought it said Sneaky Monster Fuck. 
I just yep. glanced over and saw it and was like, what? Totally I don't guys remember, remember that. that. <laughs> I do not remember that part of the episode. <laughs> That's not a Sam scene I missed. <laughs> that must be a deleted Sam scene. <laughs> it's a Sam monster fucker Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. customer service voices. I'm trying not to use my customer service voice. This is my customer service voice. Her name's Rebecca. She's a bitch. I'm going to have to use that again soon, damn it. I don't miss my customer service voice. Uh, I use it when I'm doing DoorDash. You know? I'll like oh, pull yeah. up to the drive-thru and be like, hi, what can we get, you know, order when you're ready? I'll be like, hi, I just have a DoorDash order to pick up. <laughs> That's my customer service voice. Uh, <laughs> I sound like the Walmart. <laughs> the lady over the Walmart speaker. The, like, announcement lady, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I found her on TikTok. Yeah. She does She does a bunch voice. of different voices. Yeah, for... she's a voice actress, and she does voices for all sorts of different um, companies. I think she does the Maverick one, too. The Maverick one is a guy. Sometimes it's a guy, sometimes it's a girl. I don't know. <laughs> if it's a guy, it's not her. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty wild because I was like, I was like, eh, I don't think I'll, I probably won't know her voice. And then she started doing the lines that she does, and I was like, holy shit, I know your I voice. Just, I always assumed it was robotic. I don't know. But no, it's a human. <laughs> I always assumed it was like the Echo. Yeah. I'm not gonna say her name because she's sitting on my desk and she will wake up and then same she'll the, blink her light at me. Same with the AI that starts with an S. <laughs> the AI that starts with an S will also <laughs> wake up if I say its name. Yes, yes. At least Google doesn't do that. <laughs> I could legit like have my phone. <laughs> I could have my phone open. I could say, "Hey Google." Yeah, nothing happens. But but other times it will open randomly, even though I didn't say hey Google. Let's see if this works. Siri. Hey Siri. Yep, there it goes. <laughs> Alright. So. He works except when I need him to. Then he doesn't work. Isn't Siri a sheep? Depends on what gender. It's genderless. Oh, I forgot you can set the voice for different. Yeah. Siri doesn't true. have a gender. It's Siri. an AI. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so is the, the voice in the echo. Well, you, you can ask it too. Hey, Siri. Are you a girl or a boy? I am genderless, like cacti and certain species of fish. <laughs> Okay. See? I mean, okay. That that's a move. Siri is non-binary. Okay? Same Siri, same. It's <laughs> a fun fact for the listeners who haven't ever checked our Twitter profiles. I use she/they pronouns. So now you know. <laughs> I'm I'm she/her. Haley uses she/her pronouns. So. But they/them works too. I mean, they/them is neutral, but yeah. 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 
If you didn't know that Haley used she, her pronouns. I'm not going to be offended. Them is fine. But yeah, I have found that I'm really loving they pronouns lately. One of my friends, <laughs> I posted uh, that selfie I took in the Chili's bathroom oh, yeah? on the Discord. And I was like, I'm really feeling the they energy today. <laughs> and one of my friends said, Mavady. Mavady. <laughs> and I died. <laughs> I was like, I love that. That's and cute. then one of them... Um, it was, it was a few weeks ago. I don't remember who it was. Oh, I can't remember who it was. I wish I could remember who they were. I can't remember their username. Everyone's usernames are so long and confusing, and I don't know all their real names yet, or they're, like, the names that they go by, that they prefer to be called. Um, but I had, like, made a comment, and then a little more, they were in a discussion, and a little more discussion happened, and they came in, and they were like, oh, I agree with, um what Kenzie said, and they used she pronouns, and then they were like, oh, no, and they went back and changed it to they, and I was like, I was like, it's okay, I do, I do use she pronouns, yeah, but also I really liked that, <laughs> it made me happy, <laughs> so it felt good, yeah, but yeah, I've, lately I've been feeling a little more gender neutral, non-binary, I don't know, but I, I refer to myself as genderqueer. We're not talking about Supernatural. We did the record. We recorded the intro and then we rambled. We went on a tangent. We are professional tangenters. Okay. I do like that um, Instagram has updated their um, profile where you can add pronouns now. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I just I'm added mine the other day. Probably not gonna... If I put my pronouns on Instagram, I'll probably just put she, her, because my mother follows my Instagram <laughs> account. Yeah. So. That's the trouble. My, my, my friend Sarah has also recently and, come out as non-binary, so. And she yeah. is facing the same issue of coming yeah. out, like, explaining that to conservative yeah. family religious members. parents. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to explain sometimes. All, all my, si- um, the three siblings that are old enough to have Instagram accounts follow me on Instagram. My mom follows me on Instagram. I did recently update my Facebook profile picture to actually be a recent picture of me with my haircut. <laughs> You're like never on Facebook. I know, but I was like, man, that picture, that picture that was up is from like four years ago. Yeah, you look very young. <laughs> yeah, because like it was during my sophomore year of college, so, and I am one semester away from graduating now, so Ted, I think I... Will have gone 16, 17, 17, 18, 19, four and a half years, because I took a semester off in there. Still better than me. I'm at six plus years now. <laughs> You're a super senior. I'm very super senior. <laughs> it's taken like three years off to figure out what the <laughs> fuck I want to do in my life. That's a move. <laughs> wow, we are tangenting hard. Uh, okay, we should actually talk about the episode.
I think episode eight has way more than that though, but episode eight is longer. Um, I'm gonna re record the oh. intro part. Okay. Uh, you don't have to do your part. I'm just gonna do my part. Um. Okay. Google Drive says that the first sentence of our intro needs uh, to be clearer. It says, show ideas for improving clarity. What are your suggestions, Grammarly? Rephrase this sentence. This is <laughs> everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> okay. Alright, so I'm gonna re-record this first part. Okay. Are you ready? You don't have to do your part, I just have to do my part. Okay. This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week, we'll be covering Season 1, Episode 12, Faith. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. <laughs> you didn't tell me I was gonna do my part. No, I said you didn't have to do your part. Oh. <laughs> Literally right before I recorded it, said you didn't have to do your part. But, but you paused for me. I didn't pause, I was just pausing to leave dead air. Oh. <laughs> and also out of habit. That was really cute. Thank you, my love. Now I have two I'm a Haley's to pick from, and I'll pick the best one. Mm-hmm.